welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you. Welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Hunt, and today we will be talking about The Giver, Batman Assault on Arkham, My Little Pony's Spooktacular Ponytails, Planes, Fire and Rescue, and discussing the Paramount Children's Art Festival event. So right now we are speaking with the wonderful Kiefer about The Giver. So how are you today, Kiefer? Fantastic. How about you? I'm doing phenomenal. I thought I'd use that word because I usually don't use that word. So, <laughs> good word. so see, yes, it is. <laughs> what is the plot line in The Giver? Well, The Giver is based off the award-winning book by Lois Lowy. Um, it's about a boy named Jonas who lives in a perfect world. It's it's full of there's no war, there's no crime. Everyone's just perfect. A little too perfect. But one day he is assigned to a job which he is now the memory receiver. Be- to this, because of this, he has to go to the giver, played by Jeff Bridges, where every day he's trained to learn about our past, the past of war, full of great things like art, the the things we built, but also the things we've destroyed and the people we've killed, and all this, the good and bad of humanity. And because of this, he wants to share it to the world, but the society, which is the the chief elder, played by Meryl Streep, my, one of my favorite actresses, mm-hmm. um, doesn't want that to happen. We don't want to know what happened to our past. We want everything to be perfect. So the question remains, would you rather live a life without emotions and just live it nice and perfect, or would you rather actually live with emotion with some inhumanity in life? Okay, well, if I was actually answering that question, um, which I am, so I don't know why I said that, but (laughs) I would say that I would like to live with emotion and with humanity because, I mean, that's the the way we live now, and it's perfectly fine. (laughs) I think the world is perfectly fine. But, yeah, I totally understand because... Um, humans put themselves on a pedestal and I'm not, I'm not saying all people I'm not saying all humans but um, some humans put themselves on a pedestal they're just like I did this and I did this and I did this and like in the back of my head I'm just like yeah but you also made a mistake on this and you yes. also was mean to this girl and you just people hide that they did things wrong I'm just like yeah you you, you, you do things wrong everyone does things wrong because we're yeah. not perfect so we're human it's okay <laughs> we're human exactly <laughs> so what genre is this film this is definitely a science fiction film. It's just something like in a not too distant future in a world full oh. of happiness and the big trailer. However, I feel like this film did really get into a very thought-provoking subject about should we just take away emotions? Should we just live in a life of there's no war, there's no eagerness, there's no um, high and mighty, there's no no one's best, no one's worst, or should we just? not hide who we are and because of this it is a very good subject I love science fiction and this mm-hmm. was one of those n- novels which because of this film I want to read so badly oh. and That's again I, I must bring up one subject critics did not particularly enjoy this film because a quote from one of the critics said that this film does not 
deliver the thought-provoking ideas that the book did. Now, I will say this. Coming, this is coming from a boy who has not read the books. So mm-hmm. all you fans out there, don't get angry at me. But on its own, as a film, as a movie, it does what it needs to do. It mm-hmm. develops a plot, its characters, a very good moral, and great cinematography. So it has everything that a, a film should have. So if it's not entirely like the book, guess what? A book has time. It has time for you detail. You can go back to it if you want to. You can do as much. There's no limit to writing, but there is sure. a limit to how much you can put on screen. <laughs> so so that was my rant. Yeah, I, I like that because, I mean, people do have to understand, like, with all the books like Divergent, uh, I mean, the films Divergent and The Hunger Games, and um, I think they're making Legend and. Um, yeah. Oh, it's going to be good. And Four, I Am Number Four, and a bunch of other a bunch of other films that were that were first books you have to remember if the book set the book aside and just focus on the movie a movie's job is to create a plot and and setting and characters and all this other stuff and if it did that it was a good film yeah it did its job i mean it may not have the best acting or may not have the best directing but it still did its job it had what the fundamentals and you just have to remember that because not everything can be like the book as you said books can go on forever but movies cannot (laughs) you're listening to the voice america kids network i'm your host brianna hope beaton and today you're listening to voice america kids and today we are talking about the giver batman assault of arkham my little pony spooktacular ponytails planes fire and rescue and discussing the paramount children's art festival event so right now let's continue speaking with Kiefer about the giver and we were just speaking about um how you have to remember that movies are movies do not have to be exactly like the book because sometimes they use books as a guideline like to a movie and then sometimes they use it as the bible like every single thing has to be in the book so it's their choice whether they want to do it exactly word for word or it's just a guide so you have to remember that how many stars do you give this film i definitely give this film five out of five stars for its phenomenal more but also acting this is what happens when you give very talented actors a good script mm-hmm Jeff Bridges is the giver. I've seen the cover of the book. He looks identical to the book's imagery. He does show how much he wants to share it, but he's a very wise figure. So Jeff Bridges is great. And Meryl Streep, what could go wrong with Meryl Streep? That's so true. I was just about to say that. What could go wrong with her? Because I don't, I don't care if you give her a bad script. Meryl Streep is going to put her darndest into it. Yeah. So and that's how much I love Meryl Streep and again it's a good script in my mind and she just plays this person who doesn't want to share what we did back then and she's this very intelligent but very stubborn sort of um, person who just you know what if you don't want to watch this if you don't want to do it just quit just close your eyes it's it's a judge pretty much she's pretty much like the judge of the of the town, so love the acting. I could see that. I could see Mail Street being a judge. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and like when you say things about like the writing being good, that that makes that makes me very proud because some actors are given bad scripts, and it's not all actors are like Mail Street, <laughs> and they and they can't pull it off, and it's like yeah. you. You tried so hard, but the script is just not working for you. So the direction, 
Yeah, that's that's true too. I, I mean, everything has to be perfectly in line to have a great, phenomenal film. So, if you could describe this film in one word, what would it be? Hmm. I would describe this film as very eye-opening. I will say the word thought-provoking, so critics, don't get angry at me. I'm a fellow critic as well. And I will also say that it is... It's a philosophy, almost. Because it just makes you realize that there is inhumanity in this world. We've done things that we are not proud of. There is, of course, war. Whenever there's a great thing, there's always going to be bad to everything. And that's shown yeah. in this film. Of course, we've gone through wars. Of course, we, we're humans. We, we're arrogant. We are greedy. We're all this stuff. But when you really look at what life is about, we have all these wonderful things. We have many buildings. We've made art forms like films. We've, and food. And, and food, especially food. food. And food. <laughs> but music. We've seen, we've we've discovered, we've just done so many things as humans, and that's what this film shows us. And I will mention, I almost forgot to forget the other actors, such as Brenton Thawitz, I'm totally mm-hmm. butchering his name, and Alexandra Skargard. They do they they do all this wonderful acting. These wonderful actors who do portray these people who are eager to want to know. Especially mm-hmm. since he has no, he's never experienced what life is about, and now that he's going through this process. Jonas is about what life is really about. He's just excited and it's just fun to watch him excited but also scared to show it because he doesn't want to show them also the terrible things in life. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm I'm about to read this book because the Me weekend too. comes, I'm <laughs> I'm going to the bookstore <laughs> and getting this book and then I'm going to watch the movie like I do everything. But um, you said earlier um, about the cinematography. Can you give us a quick summary about um, what are what were the highlights of the cinematography? Styrofoam. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because it's supposed to be like that. My mom pointed out, like, I didn't like the cinematography because it looked like all the buildings were styrofoam and plastic. But that's what we call a metaphor. The reason <laughs> we have that in there is because it's supposed to be a symbolism that yeah. this world they live in is plastic. It's not real. It's not what life is about. So, again, it's that kind of the host... Um, not so distant future, futuristic kind of look to itself. Everything's white, everything's pale. And I will have to admit that even what's great about that is when you start out, it's like Wizard of Oz. It's entirely black and white. Sure. But the more and more you he um, Jonas starts to see life, it turns to more color. And Ooh. I love that. I really do. And I wonder how the book explains that. That's why I want to read the book because I want to fully understand that. So it's just so many artistic and symbiotic reasonings in cinematography and camera production so it's a great film please check it out <laughs> look at you being all deep you're like that's what we call a metaphor <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we call sarcasm as well <laughs> <laughs> so mom don't take that seriously <laughs> <laughs> well keeper thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about the giver my pleasure Yes, it's always a pleasure speaking with you. It's in theaters now, so please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids. Have you heard? 
heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. It's Kids and Cars. If you could get behind the wheel of your favorite hot car, where would you take it? Join your hosts, who are both car enthusiasts, as they take you inside, on the road, and past the pits with your favorite concept cars. This is your chance to burn rubber and leave the others behind in the dust. Tune in to Kids and Cars, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. If you miss the show, you might as well be stuck in the garage. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Keeper Blakesley, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We were just talking about the film The Giver, and right now we're talking about the, the new upcoming direct DVD, My Little Pony Spooktacular Pony Tales. Right now I'm talking with my great friend Jerry about this film. How are you doing, Jerry? Pretty good. How about you? Fantastic. So tell us a little about this magical fun ride known as My Little Pony Story. Well, this isn't actually a movie. It's just a grouping of episodes that were a bit more spookier than the others. It's episodes like one of the ponies have horrible and pretty scary dreams, another one it's a Halloween special, and a third one about a haunted mansion and there's three others that are hilarious a great story and great cast as well so it's a tv it's like from the original tv show right no this is actually the new tv show friendship is magic oh oh i know what you're talking about okay i have i have friends who watch that including myself i love that show (laughs) who doesn't it's my favorite okay so um with this well tv show how would you think was it hard to review a tv show by the way well, the funny thing, this is actually my second uh, grouping of episodes from My Little Pony I reviewed, so it's a bit easier than the first one. It's still pretty difficult. It's different than a movie. Definitely, kids. It's a grouping of episodes, and you can only say so much how good an episode is because you may not you may like it, but the other episodes may not be as good. So it's kind of hard to review a show. Yeah. Yeah. But what would you think about the animation in this film, especially if it's a TV show? Well, the animation, it's pretty colorful, honestly. And even younger kids who do- doesn't understand any of this and really can't read or doesn't understand English, a little baby, would still enjoy the bright ponies and all of that and all the bright colors. So they definitely did good on the animation. It's not 3D and too real. It's kind of cartoonish in a good way. I'm glad to bring back cartoons because a lot of kids grew up with cartoons and I, I grew up with, well, Transformers, Animaniacs, and I just love cartoons. So always, I'm glad they're still keeping that alive. Yep. Now, you mentioned that this is for like little, little kids, kind of like the de- uh, demographic, but from a male point of view, <laughs> Jay, would you say that not just little kids, but like maybe a little bit older, like six or eight or even boys would like this film. 
Okay, let me just say something first. First, there's little kids that like this film, but there's a whole community of over a million boys called bronies. Bronies. That yep. are all, all of them are over 10, so, and some of them are over 18, so I wouldn't quickly say that My Little Pony is just for kids. Um, quite a large hand of its viewers are male and much older than 6 or 8 or are nine, so I wouldn't go quickly and say something like that. I wouldn't either. Believe me, I know friends who are bronies as well. I'm glad you broke the ice. But I was making, I was making sure that because um, you did mention before that it was for more of the younger demographic. But yeah, I know a lot. I know a lot more girls watch the old series. I personally have never seen an episode of the old My Little Pony series, the original. But I know a lot more girls watch that one. So it can easily get confused. Agreed. Now, what would you say about the the flow of the story? Were the conflict in each episode engaging? It was definitely a good conflict, and it definitely gives you good tips and lessons. And even though adults would probably already know this, it's still entertaining to see the ponies learn it. And a cool thing about it is that each character in the po in the show is different. So it's like you have this character named Rarity who's into fashion. You have another one who's named Pinkie Pie who has the randomness of nothing you've ever seen before. You have Twilight who is an egghead and really smart, and you have Applejack who's a who's a barn girl who. Uh, is a hard worker, and you have Rainbow Dash, who's a kind of bit of a show-off. So you have really unique characters. Not one is the same. So it can get pretty funny. Oh, great. And what would you say your favorite character out of all these variety of ponies? Okay, I have to say my favorite character is Rainbow Dash because she's yes. just pure awesome, and she, she, she's just like, you will never see anything more awesome than Rainbow Dash. Wow. And what would you say your favorite scene would be in this, well, in these combinations of episodes? My favorite scene would probably be, um, this involves Rainbow Dash, by the way. It's towards the end of Charlie and I to spoil, any, spoil anything. It's kind of hard with the scene. But um, pretty much it's the end, and a filly that looks up to Rainbow Dash named Scootaloo is having a bad dream about this old scary looking pony saying where's my rusty horseshoe then rainbow dash appears out of nowhere in the dream and that is like and says like here's your rusty horseshoe now stop bothering everybody and it's a pretty funny dream because even though it's a bit scary it's a happy ending and shows that everyone got happy hmm sounds like a great episode you're listening to voice america kids network i'm keeper blakesley and today we're talking about the film's the Giver, Batman, Assault on Arkham, and Planes Fire and Rescue. Right now I'm talking with Jerry about My Little Pony and how it's not just this. The show's not just for younger kids and girls. It can be for people like bronies. And it's a fun little community where they, well, people over 10 can watch and enjoy the show. So see, you, there's no limit to what you can or cannot watch when, it, when it's younger. So let's get back to the interview. So, Jerry, what would you say your favorite episode out of all of them were? You know, my favorite episode would actually be the one where my favorite scene is. It's pretty much where a whole bunch of the ponies go camping. And one of them, like I just said, Scootaloo, she's the main pony. And she's actually a filly, a lot younger. And so she is looking up to Rainbow Dash, and she wants Rainbow Dash to like, take her under a ring and train her how to be really awesome and all of that. And so when she goes camping with Rainbow Dash, she doesn't have an older sister like all the others. So she kind of hangs with Rainbow Dash. 
So pretty much she has all these bad dreams and she's scared to tell Rainbow Dash them because she's afraid Rainbow Dash will be like, ah, you're being a wuss and all of that. <laughs> well, so it is a kid's show. There's anything that kids can learn from it? Any morals or lessons in each episode? Like the title says, Friendship is Magic, at the end of each episode, they learn how to be better friends with each other. They learn some actually pre pretty legitimate r lessons that I would love to tell some people in this world. I would love them to watch this show and actually listen to these lessons. Because people don't realize, but these lessons could help our society quite a lot. And to teach them, teach these lessons, the, uh, the younger the children are, the better. Yeah. Well, how many stars would you give this DVD? I absolutely have to give it five out of five stars because if I give it any lower, every Brony fan in the entire United States will come uh, clashing at me. So I give it five <laughs> out of five stars, not just because of that, because it legitimately is a good show. And it's hilarious, it's entertaining, it's pretty educational, and it the stories are unique, and sometimes they do actually stories based off other things like references. And I just have to say something. So there's something started on the internet where it's like Rainbow Dash says 70% cooler. On the back of the DVD, it says 20% spookier. So I just have to say that's pretty cool. It is. And it's always great. And it's always great to see these kind of TV shows out because I feel like the, the television nowadays is getting better, and especially what we show kids. I mean, we, they teach us lessons, and if, if if you don't have enough money to go to the movies, what's better than the smallest screen in your living room and watch some TV? Yep. Now, what would you say? What do you think? What do you think about the um, um, television shows for kids nowadays? Now that you witnessed My Little Pony, um, what are your thoughts on that subject? Well, I've loved My Little Pony for quite a while. I think I've been a fan for two years now, but. Uh, <laughs> When I was a little kid, I watched shows like Dora the Explorer, and honestly, what I think is wrong is that they make shows like Dora the Explorer purposely for little, little children, like two, three years old. I mean, that's all well and fine and everything, but kids that young really don't anticipate any knowledge. I mean, some, some of the, well, more. It's a scientific fact that kids under three don't really consciously learn anything, so... Making shows for kids that young is pretty, you know, pointless because they don't learn anything. They just watch at the bright colors and think, man, that backpack is cool. So, really, <laughs> it's kind of smart that they made a show that's for kids that are older and it actually teaches you lessons because those younger show kids, those kids don't really learn anything. They just watch a show. Agreed. And I, I hate it when I see, when I go to a friend's house and I see them just turn on TV and this kid's like, one or two, and they just put it on it just so we can entertain them. Uh, that's what I call looking at the keys. Well, you just take, you pick up your car keys and just shake them in the kiss so you can just make a, so I just don't like it when people do that. Yeah. When it's just there for just background music. Well, thank you very much, Jay, for talking about My Little Pony, Spooktacular Ponytails. Thank you so much for letting me talk to you about this fantastic show collection. You're very welcome. This film is out. This that's not film. The, this is out in DVD, so please check it out. I'm Kifu. I, I'm sorry. So please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm Kifu Blakesley, and you're listening to Voice America Kids.
There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Are you ready to explore the amazing world under the sea? Your host is a certified scuba diver, explorer, he likes to cook, and most of all, he's just a kid like you. You'll find out a lot more lies under the sea than what you've seen on TV, in movies, and even in aquatic parks. You'll learn about all kinds of fish, as well as other sea creatures. We'll take you to some exotic destinations and so much more. There's a whole big world under sea just waiting to be discovered. Tune in to Under the Sea, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Kids. Dinosaur Detectives with Little Miss Dinosaur, Anna Dubois. We'll not only learn about dinosaurs, but also about fossils, ancient civilizations, and ask questions from paleontologists. You'll learn about science in general with an emphasis on paleontology and dinosaurs. Anna hopes that this show will start or increase your awareness and interest in the field of science. Dinosaur Detectives can be heard every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. What about the world concerns you? Is it future success? Is it world issues? Are you just looking to change the world in general? Tune in to What Up World? It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or what you look like. Everyone is entitled to the same chance for success. Follow your dreams. Move forward. Make a difference. Tune in to What Up World every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Brianna Hope and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we have just finished speaking to Jerry about My Little Pony's spooktacular ponytails. And next, we are going to talk about Batman Assault on Arkham, Planes, Fire and Rescue, and discussing the Paramount Children's Art Festival event. So right now, let's, we are speaking with Morgan about Planes, Fire and Rescue. Thank you for, thank you for joining us today, Morgan. How are you? I am very good, and thank you for joining me. <laughs> yes, it's my it's pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. So, Morgan, can you please tell us the plotline of this? Planes, Fire, and Rescue is basically about Dusty Crawhopper who um, chips a gear in his gearbox, and the problem is it's no longer available, and nobody has it anymore, and it's no longer made. So he has to become. Um, he has to go through firefighting training school and become a firefighter. And it's really cool how they did the animation for the fire, which is amazing. Well, speaking about animation, how did you like how they portrayed Dusty and all, all of the other characters in this film? I thought they portrayed them very well. I mean, um, the actors did amazing, and I found out that in an interview with the girl who played Dipper, it was amazing because she was so she actually said that most of it was improv so I was like thinking that's hilarious because the punchlines that they could come up were just hysterical yeah sometimes like directors sometimes have you do it like exactly off the script like you cannot go a word off the script and then there's some directors that are like well as long as you get the main point down you can say whatever you want so, I mean, I would love <laughs> to be on a set or a script that the director is like, yeah, I really don't care. <laughs> but, you know, those That's are... Those are... Not. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, I know, right? It's fun. <laughs> would you see this film again? And if you would, why would you? I would see this film again because I thought it was really funny and hilarious in the animation. I thought it was really good. Especially the scenery, because when you look at it, it looks like you're actually there. And that is amazing, because you rarely see that in any animation films. What? Uh, pay attention to detail? 
Um, yes, they did really pay attention to detail. Yeah, and in some animations, they, they, there's like two separate types, well, I think there's two separate types of animation where it's like, it's like drawing, like you can feel that they, they drew it and they colored it, and then some of it's like so real, you don't, you, you look at it, it's like, is this real or <laughs> is this an animation? So, they're like two extremes. Is this a film that you would watch with your like family? Like, would you invite your friends to come over and see it, or um, would you just watch it alone, or would you watch it with your family? I think it's a really family movie, so yes, I would watch it with my family and some of my friends because it's family friendly, and also I think a lot of people could like it. Speaking about family friendly, what is the age range? Because this is an animation, but I ha- I've seen the first planes and it was great. I mean, me and my dad, <laughs> me and my dad loved it. So, what do you think the age range to this film is? Four and up, because the little ones will think it's really cute, and then the older ones will like it also. Yeah, supporting their little children and watching films. I got you. I got you. Yes, and also the kids will love the bright colors that were in it. Oh, I'm, I'm, I've seen this um, animation, and I can't really remember what the name was, but it was so dull, and I'm like, why is it so dull? And I mean, but it was, started this, it was part of the storyline. I'm just like, oh, that makes sense. But it was dull throughout the whole film, and I, I didn't know if someone like, forgot to brighten it up. Or, so I'm, I'm glad it has bright colors. Um, how yes. many stars do you give this film? Um, four and a half. And why is that? Because it was a really good movie, and I liked it a lot. Um, I liked all the different characters, and it was just really fun. I'm glad you liked it. I, it's good to know that you like animation and live action, because some people are like, no, I just like animation, and some are just like, no, I just like like a live action. I'm, I'm a mix. I love animation, and I love live action. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we're reviewing the films... Batman Assault on Arkham, Planes, Fire, and Rescue, and discussing the Paramount Children's Art Festival event. So right now, let's continue speaking with Morgan, but we are now talking about Paramount Children's Art Festival event. So, um, Morgan, basically tell me, like, a caption of what you did. I got to interview some really fun people. I got to interview, um... Some people from Casey Undercover, and that was really funny because a week after I got a part for Casey Undercover, so that was like awesome. And then I also got to meet Autumn Wendell, and she was from Every Which Way. I mean, in Every Witch. And also, I liked um, some other people, and they were really just fun. I liked. Um, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. People. They were really fun and criminal minds. That's that's really fun to see. Um, and also, I le- got to meet some people from Kicking It. They were really fun also. So I liked that, and I got to meet a few dancers. They were really fun to work with, I mean, too. And I also got to meet Jif, who was a little dog. And it was just really fun. Wow, you got to meet a lot of people. I mean, when you started yes. to say every which way, my friend that... Um she goes to my acting classes in every which way, so I was like, what? Maybe you saw her, but, you know, it, it's a yeah, possibility. My, my best friend Paris was there, and I also, um, I like her really much, so it was really fun to bump into each other again. I was like, woo! 
I want to interview you. That, that's nice that you got to that that you get connections and you get to see people over and over again. It's like, yeah, you're now my friend. We're we're friends now. So yes, and I also got to meet um somebody from Sophia the first, and she plays Hildegard. I love that character. She's just so friendly. I love I, her because of the accent that she has. That's really funny. <laughs> I have to say this, but Sophia the First is amazing, and it's a great show. You guys should watch it. <laughs> so, in the 29th annual Children's Art Festival, what did you like most about? It? I mean, I know you interviewed so many people, and I'm 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 proud that you not proud, but I'm glad that you got to interview so many people. But what is the most memorable moment, or what is your favorite? My favorite were. Um the event was just amazing and also I loved these fruits and vegetables that they carved and they made them look like flowers and it was so amazing and it was a great event to promote the arts because they had um, vegetable carving and they had masks that kids could be able to make and musical instruments and face painting who doesn't like face painting painting <laughs> crazy so people really <laughs> yes and they also had a place where you got to do your own stunts so you went up on this little ladder and jumped down from it and that was oh. fun did you did you do the ladder jumping thing oh yes that was very fun and you also got to do um they had a balloon guy and what he did was he made a butterfly for me and that was really fun yeah, I wouldn't be able to do the whole jumping off the bridge <laughs> jumping yeah, off the ladder right? thing <laughs> ladder and yeah. then we had fun music and dancers, and I loved how the dancers were just so in sync with each other. That yeah, was just like amazing. They read each other's mind. They're like, I know what you're going to do. And, and every, single half hour, every single half hour, they changed the dancers, so that was really fun to see them. Yeah, it's nice to give, it's nice to give people a break <laughs> so yes. they can calm down. They had German dancers, and I thought that was really fun, and ballet dancers, and salsa dancers and it was just really fun I loved it it sounds like a party I think you went to a party <laughs> I don't think it sounds like one but it wasn't so in but it was the, way. it was very very fun thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about Plains Fire and Rescue and the Paramount Children's Art Film Festival the 29th annual uh, Planes Fire and Rescue is in theaters now, so please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Time. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune in to Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. 
The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Brianna Hope-Beaton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we have just finished speaking to Morgan about Planes, Fire, and Rescue and the 26th, 29th annual Children's Art Festival on the Paramount lot. I forgot it for a second. I forgot for a second. (laughs) And next, we are going to talk about Batman Assault on Arkham. So right now, we are speaking again with the wonderful Kiefer about Batman Assault on Arkham. So let's get straight into it. What is the plot line? Well, the plot line is a woman named Amanda Waller, played by, well, voiced by CCH Pounder, assembles a team of six criminals called the Suicide Squad. Their mission is to break into Arkham Asylum and retrieve a cane from the Riddler, played by Matthew Gray Gubbler. Now, however, the plan does not go swimmingly. Let's put it at that. Nice word. That was a nice word to use. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Well, especially since we have a strike for one of the main characters. Ah, yeah. I like what you did there. <laughs> yeah. Puns. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the age range of this film? Because it does say PG-13, but why do you think it's, why do you think it's PG-13? One of the things I have to remind about this film, it, is, it does give you a clear warning of the, what they show. The film is rated PG-13 for language, sexual content, and violence, of course. Now, I can't very much complain too much of what they show because they do give you a clear warning. I did do a blog where I talk about the rating system and how they are showing more than usual, but they give you a clear warning. So that's what it's rated. So I give this to 13 through 18 year olds because I don't think younger kids should see this kind of film, at least not yet. Yeah, it's like it's like when people go to see films and they give you a warning. Like it's it's a very clear out in the blue warning that like PG-13 or rated R, and they're just like, ah, oh, you'll be fine. And then when they watch it, they'll be like, oh, that was horrible. Like you shouldn't have watched that, and, and blah 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 blah. I'm just like, yeah, but they warned you yeah. <laughs> so that is the trailers like, yeah like that's what i guess trailers are partly for that reason to show what the film is about and to also show why it's rated the way it's rated yes so well um how do you feel about the length of the film is it too long is it too short the length of the film is short <laughs> and i'm not saying that's a good i'm not always saying that's a good thing but it's always great to have a film that's a little bit not two hours long but this film is about an hour and 12 minutes and that's great because I, I don't like long-winded movies. Sometimes you have to have, sometimes you need a film that's long because you need to get a lot out there. But it is not too long. In fact, if you want to put an extra 10 minutes, I would be okay with that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when you say that, it seems kind of weird. Not weird, but I'm just going to say that because I have no other word to say in my head right now. But when I think of PG-13 movies or rated R movies or even PG me- even PG movies, I feel like, well, actually more so PG-13, but yeah. I feel like they would be longer because our, like, 13-year-olds and up have a longer attention span. Yeah. But now that I think about it, maybe, like, that's the storyline. They wanted to keep it short, simple, and they wanted to keep it the way it was. So, But that's that's just me because I feel like the the older you get, the longer your attention span is, so... Yes. But 
If you could create your own superhero, what would what would its name be, and what would its power be? You've got to be kidding me. Okay, yeah. fine. Uh, <laughs> it's creative moment. <laughs> it is creative moment, and since I'm a comic book geek, I've always wanted to create a superhero of my own. Uh, I don't know. I've always loved Avatar: The Last Airbender. That's my favorite, one of my favorite shows ever. So I've always wanted to have like a a superhero that's able to, to control the elements and like <gasps> fire. I think we were just thinking the same thing. Like fire, water, like this very. And I imagine this guy with a with a a um, long oak staff, and he's like he has <gasps> martial arts skills and everything. And he's like very wise. So I'm thinking this sort of nature wizard, if that's yeah. what you want to call it. <laughs> Nice. Um, <laughs> we were literally thinking the same thing about two seconds ago. I so, okay, well. Uh, well, if I had to name my superhero, it would be um, it would be sh- it would be um, Spark. I've I've thought about this. It'd Ooh. be Spark, and it would touch people with lightning. Well, not people, but things with lightning. <laughs> well, people <laughs> if you don't like them. Well, yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, not everyone's likable. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we're reviewing the films Batman Assault on Arkham. So right now, let's continue speaking with Kiefer about Batman Assault on Arkham. And we were just speaking about if you don't like people, you can zap them with electricity. <laughs> no, don't listen to don't our do kids. That. Don't do that. <laughs> That's wrong. <laughs> I don't want you guys to get in trouble. Oh, so, Keeper, who's your favorite character? My favorite character has to be um, Deadshot, um, voiced by Neil McDown. Partly because, again, I have to mention, this film shows criminals. And you are rooting for the bad guys, which is just really cool because how much I love heroes, I adore villains. So, by far, one of the best True. part of any film. Mm-hmm. Well, at least good ones. Hopefully good ones. But, uh, <laughs> good ones are the best ones. But True. I love Deadshot because he's honey he's a deadly sharpshooter and he just looks amazing if you look at the original comic books which i'm assuming i'm the only one here that has <laughs> but, <laughs> it's okay. the, his, his character is more of this really bright brightly colored and with his eyepiece which shows um shows, shows him the aim this one it's again more grittier a little more darker which what most of the more modern designs for characters are but i love it because that's Batman. But anyway, so I love Deadshot, and he just wants to be with his daughter. I mean, he may be a, a assassin who kills people for a living, but he just wants to be with his daughter. <laughs> yeah, that makes just total sense. <laughs> he, has a, he, has a, he has a daughter. He'd like to spend time with her. <laughs> Being a villain it, is hard. <laughs> it's actually very sincere. And actually, by, by the end, is, I won't give it away, but there's this funny moment where he's, he's doing his job, and, his, and in the background, his, his um, daughter's playing with dollies and everything. I'm thinking, well, isn't that parent of the year? <laughs> you win the award, bro. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I love villains because, first off, they're, they're different. They, I mean, they stick out. They, I feel like villains are always the one that, when they were younger, they never fit in. They never... They never they never talked to people. They never really had many friends. So I feel like that's how they grow into this person or creature or yep. a villain <laughs> that doesn't like people. And I totally understand that because we all have those points in time where we're not we're not the person that everyone wants to be around or or everyone doesn't feel like being nice to us today. So I totally understand that. And I love villains because they're villains. I mean, that's what they do. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what's great about Batman. I have to step in here. What's great about Batman villains is both 
they are not just outcasts, but some of them are, were high and mighty. Like, one of them is Mr. Zaz. He was rich and famous, but because of his psychological deranged mind, he turned to a land of rogue and, well, crim um, crime. So, that's what's great about them. They're just they're either psychological, they do it for fun, they do it for money, or all of the above. <laughs> all of the above. It's like if we were taking a test about why we were villains, I would do all of the above. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> so what aspect of this film brought everything together? Like what in this film made it so spectacular the way it is? I think the, the, the aspect of, the, of this film that really put it together was its fan bases. Now hear me out. Comic book films... They are mostly, people who mostly see them are pretty much the fans of the comic books themselves. They love watching their, comic, their illustrated pictures come to life on the big screen in motion. And one of the reasons that, that does put it together is the fan bases, but you're talking about an actual part of the film. So I will answer the question. The, <laughs> I believe the animation, because oh, I love animation. Again, as you say, there's no limit to writing. There is no limit to animation we really think about. Of course, there's a budget. You can't just have budget. big explosions and say, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have the budget for that. But <laughs> if you have enough money, you can just you can create anything. And when you have these wonderful characters, and especially when you have great source material to get off of, you just see so many great designs. And mm -hmm. again, I, I, will, I mentioned in my review that there's all these... Batman's universe is full of dark, brooding colors. Uh, colors like red, green, and purple, like the bright ones, are toned down to fit into these dark shades. And it's just amazing how the color palette mixes into this wonderful universe. Wow. Like, you really got into that. <laughs> Ooh, wow, I'm out of breath. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> let me calm down for a second. Mm, okay, I'm good. I got you, I got you. <laughs> so, really quick, how many stars do you give this film and why? I will give this four out of five stars for what it is because, again, there is great animation, great um, characters, uh, but I give it four because the story is like every other typical comic book film. True. So, you're not, if you're looking for something completely original, you're not going to get out of this film. But it's entertaining. It does what a movie's supposed to do, entertain us. So it, I still love it. And you don't even have to be a fan to enjoy. You can also be a fan who just wants to watch animation films. So check it out. Nice. That was nice, too. <laughs> Kiefer, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about Batman Assault on Arkham. It's always joyous to be on this show. Yes, it's very, it's, it's, it's a pleasure. Splendid. Pleasure. <laughs> Splendid. It's, it's, please check it out. It came out on July 29th, 2014, so check it out, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. This is your host, Brianna Hope Beaton, and you have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To hear more of our film reviews and to learn how you can become a Kids First film critic, go to kidsfirst.org and check out our Kids First blog on the Huffington Post. This show is produced for the Voice America Kids Network by Kidstar Radio. We empower kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of C, we'll see you again next week. Hello, my name is Lindsay Marie from Phoenix, Arizona and host of Bookworm. The Kidstar album of the month this month is Back in School, Neil Brewer and Friends. Let's listen to She's Standing There. 
You say you never get to dance. I say you don't take a chance. If you'd only open your eyes, I think that you'd realize that you're standing here. Oh, 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 and she's standing there. Oh, 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 and that makes the two of you a perfect standing pair. Well, she looks so sweet. Instead of acting like they're in buckets of concrete Well, she looks so nice Oh, oh, oh But your feet are ice Oh, oh, oh And she'll soon be gone If you keep on thinking twice School by Neil Brewer and Friends. All musical proceeds Neil Brewer and Friends received are donated to the Harvard Stem Cell Institute to put an end to a muscular dystrophy. For more information, go to the Kidstar website www.kidstar.org. <laughs> 